Path to Pro, the best of who's next. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of the Path to Pro podcast. Calissa Tyree here, and we have a very special guest. I think it's going to be a very informational and amazing episode. We have the founder and head of soccer operations here with this newest team that is going to be joining the NISA in 2022, Anders Perez. Welcome, Anders, and thank you so much for being on. No, thank you, Calissa, for having me. Thank you very much. Excited to talk talking soccer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the listeners, I know there's a bunch of listeners, especially men's and women's side that have just gone to combines and are seeing that this is going to be a new opportunity, a new team to kind of just shoot for. So this information that you're going to provide is going to be huge for them. Hope so. There you go. So my first question for you, I want to know... How in your head did you make up this team? Where was your inspiration from? Like, how did this team come to be? Um, you know, I, uh, you know, sitting, you know, right as soon as the shutdown happened last year, just uh, I got an email across my uh, inbox asking if we would be interested in potentially joining a league and starting a professional team here in this area. Um, obviously, you know, uh, being, you know, what I do now, you know, running a youth club right now, that's always the, the, the dream, right. In a sense. And at first I thought, mm, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know, but as I started to do more research and started to really dive in into what it takes to bring about a professional club and creating one, I started to believe a little bit more and more, obviously sitting at home helped a lot because you had nothing mm-hmm. else to do, but exactly. you started to believe a little bit on what it could do and what it could take. And uh, even just financially and on the business side, because obviously, you know, the soccer side is the passion side, but the business side has to stay afloat in a sense, right? To continue mm-hmm. to be able to be viable. And, and a lot of the franchises or clubs, sorry, that start up fold. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was like, well, if we're going to do this, we don't want to do this and be a one hit wonder. So, um, so that's how it started. That's how the inspiration started and then starting to knock on doors and get people to believe and see the vision that, that I started to see. Yeah, that's super cool. And just, I want to like map out the geography of the Bay area for like the listeners that are from out of state, out of the area. So essentially the San Francisco Bay splits, the coastal side, which where we're going to be with Redwood City and then East Bay and then the South Point in San Jose. So we have obviously in the East Bay, we have the Oakland Roots that just joined the USL. And now we're going to have NISA in Redwood City up on the left hand side where San Francisco is. So what does that mean? Like, what is the home base of Redwood City like is going to mean to this team? I mean, it's it's a it's a community thing. Like the, every every I mean, every club has to be a community thing, a city thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Barcelona, Real Madrid, the city associates themselves with the club to yeah. Redwood City and Bay Cities. And I think for us, even with the name, we wanted to make sure that we were inclusive of everyone in yeah. the area because the Bay Area is unique in that sense that it's a combination of a lot of you know towns or cities, right? It's not just San Francisco. Everybody says I'm from the Bay. With yeah. Port, oh, you know, Richmond or, you know, you know, I'm here in, in Concord, right? The East yeah. Bay, North Bay with Marin. So that's what the Bay Area is. And the fact is that Redwood City actually sits in the center, in a sense, of the peninsula and in a way, you know, centrally across the Bay Area, if you look at it on a map. Mm-hmm. So for Redwood City to be that home base, that home location for Bay Cities, 
Um, I think that's a pretty cool thing. And then in general, Redwood City is a unique city. I, I you know, been a pleasure to be a part of it because of what I do for, uh, for during the day. Um, and it's just, it's just soccer fanatic. It's soccer crazy. Yeah. It really is. And it's like not even, you know, I, it, I, honestly, it's just the perfect, perfect spot, um, both on the level and playing talent, but just even just for the, the passion behind the game, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like growing up in the Bay Area and playing, obviously, I've played in all different places. I've played in San Jose. I've played in Redwood City, San Francisco, Oakland, Walnut Creek, whatever it is. But Redwood City always produced some great players, especially through the Juventus teams and kind of like Palo Alto, like all of the just that yep. little club over there. You guys are creating something. I don't know what's in the water over there, but there is always some good players coming out of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I think for me... Uh, you know, not to dissuade anyone who's over a certain age, but honestly, the youth side, because I do this for, for a living, like you mentioned, I've seen so many players come up and I, I think that we lose a lot of players in a sense that get lost because there's just no opportunities for them on the men's and the women's side. Mm -hmm. And this is what that is also, right? To make sure that we, we don't lose talent. And I hope that I kind of see us as, again, part of the ecosystem now for developing for even the national team for developing forward towards 2026 for the World Cup because we're going to be able to put players, young players, on the map by providing them with an extra level of development and support other than what's already being done really well, by the way, on the youth side. I mean, the yeah. youth structure in the Bay Area and Peninsula is, I mean, I, I probably think we're top three in the nation, right, in terms of right. players that are going to college and players that are even turning into MLS. Like, look at Kate Cowell. He's from, you know, Ballistic. He's from the Earthquakes Academy, right? Uh, we played Cape Cow with the Juventus Academy, right? And mm -hmm. we had players that were good or as good or better or maybe not as good. But the just more opportunities means more players that are going to be produced. And I think that's what we're, we're excited about. I super excited about this project, just being kind of involved with Oakland Roots. I'm so excited to kind of just merge. There's always like this rivalry between like that side of the Bay and the East Bay, you know, but I feel like within the soccer community, this is going to kind of bring everybody together. And I love to see it because there's too many rivalries for us. We got to like stick together. <laughs> yeah, no. It, and I think that that's the beauty of our soccer and, and sport. And I think that's also our thing with, uh, with what we're saying. And our mantra is we're bridging the community through soccer, right? We're bridging uh, different backgrounds, different socioeconomic statuses. Yeah. That is the goal of the team, to bridge all of this and unite. And that's what kind of the Bay Area has, right? The bridge is mm -hmm. bridge sides of the Bay Area, and we all meet, right? So we're hoping that – On your shirt right there too. <laughs> bridge the Bay, exactly. So yeah. we're looking to bridge through the sport a lot, a lot of uh, – in different areas, so – so we just saw on social media, you guys are posting, you have a bunch of tryouts going on right now. Can you talk about a little bit of that thought process and how that's going so far? I mean, it went well. We had like 100, uh, 100 attendees on the men's side, about 40 on the women's side over just two weekends. Um, really kind of impromptu in a sense, because again, with COVID, everything's just basically going from zero to 100. And it, it's, it's, it's funny how things are working right now, but I'm happy that we're actually we're exiting out of that. And I think everyone is as well, but uh, trials went well. It was an opportunity for me uh, with, with what we're looking to do. Obviously we're not looking to play until uh, NISA until 2022, but in the meantime, you know, we had two options. We could just continue to build operations and get the word out, or we could do something in the summer and, you know, post COVID hopefully a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And, for me, being the soccer guy, I'm like, why not, right? Why not do something? Why not already start playing or why not build a squad oh, yeah. uh, that at least in the summer is going to compete 
and what's it called? Um, it, it's a chance for obviously the players that are coming back from college, the players that are, are looking to stay fit because some players are out of you know season or out of teams. They need somewhere to play. Why not come here and play for us, build a good summer squad, have a few friendlies, uh, play in a tournament that's soon to be announced in July. And what's it called? Go and win the tournament, bring a trophy home to the, to the, to the, to Bay cities. Right. Yeah. And on the women's side, it's the same on the women's side. We saw an opportunity of why aren't we providing for talking about bridging? Well, we got to do the same for the women, right? We, we can't do one for the, without the other. We want to talk about opportunities both on and off the field. Well, we need a women's team and obviously it's extra work for us and it's hard. It's a lot of extra work, but it's going to be worth it because again, we saw, you know, on for the women's side was even more amazing because again, there's nothing like it. It's not as easy, obviously. And now we went from, again, we had five attend registered attendees on two days before our first trial. We ended up with 40 and that's just on this, on, a, on, on two weekends without, with very little marketing. So as we build our base on the women's side, we're going to get a lot more players coming out. And I love the women's side too, because of the just the youth and involved as well. Yeah. You've got a lot of young women coming out who are about to get into college or are coming from college. And, you know, you got some veterans there that we saw that were pretty impressive. And I think it's going to be a good mix. Everybody knows on this podcast that I love the women's side of the game and I'm here to grow the women's side of the game. So I love to hear that this is getting started and that Nisa specifically is taking the first jump and the first stab at adding the women's teams. And I know there's a bunch of ladies in the Bay Area like playing right now in lower leagues that are going to want to jump on this opportunity as soon as possible. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. And again, I think also we want to just, again, support as well that the work is being done by the WPSL. Um, we definitely ha have uh, connections there, even with with our with our uh, business development director Bev uh, Giannis, who's you know involved with the WPSL. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the way we're we're seeing things, there's, it's an ecosystem, and everyone has a, a a position or a place to fit in. And we're hoping that we can enhance whatever everyone is already doing. Yeah. So talk about the venue. Like, what do you have in mind right now for Redwood City? So again, it's. Um, you know, there's multiple locations, but I think for us, we've circled and honed in on Sequoia High School. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the first thing is oh, high school. Oh, no, I'm like. Nice field. I've played there. So. <laughs> yeah, just wait till we get a hold of it and we do a little bit of a. It's already a beautiful venue, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful venue. It, it has the capacity that we need. But the most appealing thing is, is that it's one block from the downtown area. I mean, yeah. literally one block away with a Caltrans station right there i mean you yep. can take public transportation just like in europe you can either take the, the the bus or the train go eat at you know two or three o'clock right and then head over to the stadium walk yep. over uh, stop by your local brewery or pub there uh and then walk in right walk up through broadway and walk in and, and enjoy a match and i think that's unique it's you know we have you know saturday nights uh sequoia high school the uh, the, the leadership there has been very welcoming and obviously, we're looking to be more than just a renter of the facility. We want to provide back opportunities, and we're talking about that as well with them on how we're going to provide opportunities back to the students, uh, both on and off the field. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you if you and Redwood City has the best uh, climate, right? Climate yeah. best, right? By government test, I guess that's the slogan. So, I mean, think about that. It's just going to be beautiful venue, beautiful weather. Uh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Yeah, that is a great field. I've played there in high school and like just at club games and stuff. So that's actually a really good center hub for this club for sure. No, definitely, definitely. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we really, 
we're going to need a lot of help in bringing out the community and bringing out the, the, the area, the peninsula to, to come and watch. But I think that once they see one game, they're going to get hooked. So all right. that's all you need is one game. Everybody just needs one game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But my next question for you, for players that are listening to this podcast right now, what kind of athletes, what kind of players are you guys looking for to start this club? Um, I know for some Bay Area clubs, they kind of like to stick local players first. They kind of want to give the local players the first stab at making teams and stuff like that. So what what are you guys looking for? Yeah, I mean, so for the summer, we're looking primarily local, right? Because again, this is, uh, we need to maintain the eligibility of some of our collegiate players. So we're not paying anyone yet. This is more Mm -hmm. of a summer amateur thing, obviously, but still you're representing, you're the first squad to represent Bay Cities. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now, mostly local. um, But again, it's a big opportunity because we're going to be playing against some Division three clubs, there's some NISA clubs. We're going to be playing against some top UPSL and PSL teams. Uh, We're going to be filming every game. So there's going to be footage. So whether you're a high school player that's really good that needs to be seen for college, whether you're a collegiate player that wants to show your coach that you did something over the summer, whether you're ex-pro looking for your next contract, uh, that's that's an opportunity that we're providing. Obviously, the training as well is, is top-notch with, with our coach, Arturo, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best coaches in the Bay Area and a local guy. Um, and then what's it called? Um, as we get to uh, past the summer and into October, November, and then we start building out the, that professional squad, right? Yeah. And that professional squad obviously has to be mixed in with some veterans, some individuals with experience, right? Who's played for Division Three, Division Two, II, Division One. Uh, but for me, and I think we're going to skew very heavily on the youth on the youth side. I mean, we have a target age that we want to stick to. We want a young roster. We want exciting football. We want talented. Uh, uh, technical players, obviously, that's I mean, that's that's the style, the attacking style. Everyone says it, but we were gonna actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. says, ah, I want to play attacking style. We know how to do it because that's what we do, mm-hmm. and not to be you know boastful, but that's what we do in a sense. So we're gonna we know what people want to see. We want to have high scoring games, and in order to do that, we need young players and players with fresh legs, and we need attacking players. And we hope to bring a, a, a brand of football that represents Redwood City. Yeah, well, hopefully we will see Bay Cities make, uh, you know, appearance at the Path of Pro 2022 Combine looking for some players. <laughs> we will be there for sure. Nice. So we saw, or I saw, that you were guys were in Chattanooga for the Legends Cup, you know, kind of getting the name out there, kind of celebrating the start of this. So tell me about your experience out there in Chattanooga. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. I've never been to Tennessee. Uh, first time being there. Uh, nice, beautiful little town, I think. Uh, very welcoming. Everybody was very nice. Uh, the NISA tournament was well organized. I mean, I felt like I was in a very professional structure and, and environment. The, the competition was really good. I enjoyed watching. My favorite team right now is Cal United Strikers. I'm not going to lie. I'm biased. Yeah, nice. I like what they're doing. I love what they're doing, actually. Uh, but I saw, you know, Detroit, Chattanooga, very strong opponents. Uh, it was nice to already get a little bit of scouting going in, you know, mm-hmm. and starting to think about how we're going to develop a roster that can compete and win. Um, and then what's it called? Um, but, yeah, the, the organization, the, the tournament was well run. Uh, the Josh and John Prudge, the, the commissioner, uh, very professional and welcoming the rest of the league owners. I love the fact that it's a very collaborative thing. Uh, everyone is so willing to share ideas and to share kind of trade secrets. There really is that competition stays on the soccer side and stays on the field, but off the field, uh, the league itself, I love what everyone is doing. I love the mantra of disrupting 
the mm-hmm. model here in the United States, talking about promotion relegation, talking about youth transfers, um, I thought, talking about open access, right? Someone like myself who, uh, you know, no secret to anybody, I'm not a millionaire or a billionaire. <laughs> uh, being able to be able to get a project going like this and be able to play in a, in a sanctioned league, I mean, that's huge. That's huge for every town in the United States. That's huge for every city in the United States. Um, so, yeah, overall, you know, I, I there's nothing I could say negative about it. Nice. And I'm sure the NISA, they're super excited to have another Bay Area team in the belt, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so what role are you going to be playing in the club? Like, obviously, founder, head of soccer operations. What is that going to look like for you? That's a good question. So uh, we're looking at in phases right now, obviously, in this phase zero that we're approaching, just a summer tour. Right now, it's a, it's a startup mentality. So we still, you know, we're still wearing a lot of hats. Um, right now, I wear everything from, you know, community engagement to I'm the president by title, by co-founder. Um, but that's by design because, uh, you know, uh, we, we don't want to lose who we are, right? I'm not going to steal the roots one. We know your roots, right? We don't want to lose our roots, right? But that's who we are and that's what we're doing. But as we continue to go into the summer, our roles are going to get more defined. For me, I see myself just as a president, um, a, a CEO right now, just putting everything in place, uh, providing the mission and the vision and the strategy uh, for the organization, but then also empowering the individuals that we've hired. I think for us, or contracted, uh, and, and, and the other co-founders like Ivan Martinez, Casey Watson, um, Don Canyon, who are, is doing marketing for us. I mean, we have, you know, I mentioned this in, uh, when I was talking to Dana at the uh, Protagonist Podcast. We have a, a, a an all-star team of, of individuals who are experts in their fields, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it exciting as well, because you know, not, not one of us is solely responsible for the whole organization. We all have our part to play, but we all support each other and empower each other in what we're doing. And even with Bev Giannis on the women's side, right? Um, and so uh, that for me is, is how we're going to do this. And then as we get into August, September, October, then we'll start filling out our front office. Nice. Love to see that. And I'm sure everybody, everybody's going to play a good hand. I think community engagement is the huge thing right now. I think for every club that's starting, everything just kind of just needs to be community based. So I love to hear that. No, of course, of course. So we touched a little bit on the woman side of the game, but I wanted to ask you, what does that mean for you as you know, founder of this team? Get into with the NISA women's thing. Like, what does that mean to you personally? I mean, again, it's, 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 if I, I'm the type of individual that my actions need to be louder than my words, you know, and I can't say that I'm bridging and creating opportunities and, 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 you know, uh, uh, doing things for the community in a sense, if I'm not thinking about the other 50% of the population, right. And, yeah. side. and again, I mean, the fact is that we're the best country in the world for women's soccer. So there's so much talent here, but yet we don't have the opportunities, right? It's either yeah. college or NWSL, and NWSL is doing a great job, but they're still in that early stages, right? So mm-hmm. um, for me, it's uh, it's an opportunity to be a part of the solution in a sense uh, and be able to provide this. Obviously, it's more work, but it's worth it because, again, what I saw on Sunday and last Sunday was you got you know 40 players out there excited, hungry, and, and yeah, a little skeptical at first, like, is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my job now is to make sure that this is sustainable, right? That this is yeah. viable. And anybody listening out there, we're still looking for, you know, partners. We're still looking for individuals who want to come and help and support this. Because again, it's crucial for the development of the game if we have more opportunities for women to continue to play uh, professionally and be able to, 
you know, make a living off of this, right? Mm -hmm. It's not an easy thing. Yeah. Dedicate yourself to this. So, you know, uh, for me, you know, I hope that we grant garner the the attention that this deserves because, again, it's in the Bay Area, right? It's such a highly advanced uh, uh, sector of the country, right? Uh, very affluent in a sense. So there should be a lot of opportunities here to be able to invest in this and make it successful. I love what Angel City had done in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need something here in the Bay Area, right? And for me, right now, we're the first ones right now in there, right? Uh, yeah. With Bay City. So whoever's listening and, and, you know, we're definitely, you know, my contacts on the website, come on, reach out to me because again, this is going to be a fun, fun ride. I'm already having fun just watching what the women's side did on, on Sunday. I love working with Bev on this as well. And we're luck, lucky to have Bev, someone who just recently retired from the NWSL to come in and say, Hey, here you go. You know, help yeah. now. She's also giving back, right. By creating opportunities for the next generation of, of young women here in, in the Bay area. Of course, yeah. And I know there's a bunch of minor league teams like the Nighthawks in San Francisco, Kyle Storm, like they're all pretty locally. And I know they produce and they have a bunch of great players. So hopefully this is going to be like a pipeline to now get into the pro league starting next year. I know a bunch of my players that, you know, we have Sienna Zabrowski. We just signed her to the path of pro agency and she... One of her main worries is that she wants to stay in the States. Like she's tired of going overseas and kind of just getting stuck over there. She really just wants to stay local. She wants to find her home here in the States. And I think that specifically for her, uh, we're going to be sending her to you guys. Like we're super excited to just create that funnel with you guys as well through Path to Pro. (laughs) Of course. No. And that's what it is. And, you know, I spoke with someone uh, on Sunday who was actually still being called up for the Peruvian national team and, she was telling me, I was like, how do you, how do you still get called up and how, where are you training and who you're playing yeah. with? It's like, uh, you know, I go play pickup. I train on my own. It's, man, that is really tough to be a professional and play at a, at a national level without having day-to-day training. Mm-hmm. I mean, it reminds me of, again, of, of soccer in the eighties and the seventies back here in the United States where the national team players were just, you know, playing in the local, you know, men's leagues or, you know, pickup or yeah. training on their own. Right. And so for us, it's, you know, now that we know so much more, we have the responsibility of creating an environment for, for players like that. Yeah. We're so excited to see it. I'm so, I'm going to be at every game. I promise (laughs) I'll be there. But um, my last question for you, what are your goals for Bay Cities in one year, five years, and then 10 years? Well, one year is obviously um, to, I mean, my, I'm just envisioning, you know, next year kicking off that first match. That's mm-hmm. my goal, right? Get us there, get us there uh, strong. Um, and then in five years, um, still be here. That's the yeah. reality because, again, a lot of clubs and a lot of, mod, you know, I, I'm not supposed to use the, the franchise word, but, you know, even if you look at USL and, and MLS in the early stages, I mean, teams fold. And, yeah. and so for me, I'm not going to say anything other than, we need to continue to be viable, right? We want to be in five years here. Uh, hopefully in five years, we're, you know, uh, we're the best version of ourselves, whatever yeah. that is, right? Um, and then in 10 years, I mean, in 10 years, hopefully we're playing Champions League. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> CONCACAF Champions League. That's what I would say in 10 years. Bay Cities is playing CONCACAF Champions League. <laughs> that's that's a great goal. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be waiting for that one for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anders, for getting on the podcast. I know the listeners are going to love this episode. I love recording this episode. So thank you so much. Uh, Pleasure. Uh, Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, 
Where can we find Bay Cities? Where can we find you on social media? Yeah, um, our website, www.baycitiesfc.com. Um, we have uh, the whole teams up there. My contact, everyone's contact info is there right now. It's open access, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media, Bay Cities FC, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. So uh, come and follow us uh, as we gear up and ramp up and come out to our games as we prepare for June and July.